And we're back with another episode of Beyond the Mat, a huge pop wrestling podcast production um, of Beyond the Mat, Russell Talk Wednesdays. Uh, it's going to be kind of a uh, different kind of show. I don't have a set guest this week. I do not have anything that we are going to straight up talk about. It's going to be whoever comes in the chat has an, has an opportunity to talk. Um, it's an open forum kind of thing. And, you know, we're, we're going to go with it. We're just going to see what happens. And, um, you know, my son's playing uh, 2K23 in the background. So we got Uncle Howdy today. We got Uncle Howdy. We got Bray Wyatt unlocked. Um, so just got a lot of stuff going on. Um, so, you know, just feel free to uh, drop your comment in in there. Got a question, a uh, hot take that you want to put out there. Feel free to throw it in the uh, comment section. And, uh, you know, again, it's going to be not the normal, not not your normal uh, Beyond the Mat, Rough Stock Wednesday. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different. It's an open forum, an open discussion for everybody that wants to wants to participate. Um, so we have one viewer. Thank you, whoever that is, on whatever platform you, you're uh, you're watching. Um, a couple announcements for going forward. Um, we do have my episode of uh wrestle talk wednesday coming up in two weeks um and your and your host for that episode is Haley, so everyone's favorite brit so anyway join in join us in uh two weeks for that one it's that one's august 4th i believe um so uh do 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 um, see, that pretty much, I think that's pretty much it for my shameless plugs. Um, we do have, uh, again, I said I have one person watching. So if you have any comments or whatever, throw them in the comment section and we'll, uh, get right to you. Um, but, um, other than that, um, hold on. I, I'm something is my something's in my ear. Um, weird. Something, something fuzzy's going on. I don't. Hold on. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Immortal words of Scott Hall. You people, you know who I am, but you don't know why. Two sweets here.
Hey. Hey yo. Hey yo. So yes, he was. It was. I guess I'm. I'm feeling a little like Eric Bischoff. I knew that you were here. <laughs> so we're gonna. I'll jump in with your stuff uh, until Coaster gets in. He was supposed to be here, but um. So this is your your guys' episode. It is the Free Talk Wrestling episode of Beyond the Mat, and. My question, I started off with, when did you start watching wrestling? Like, when was, what's your story? Summer of 1997. My uh, older brother, uh, we'll go back even further, April of 97. My brother writes in my mother's gift, our birthday card, happy birthday, love you. P.S. We need cable. <laughs> Not even a couple months later, my mom ordered cable, and that summer, the first thing I hear on a Monday night is, hey yo. And I heard Scott Hall for the first time, and I've been a wrestling fan since then. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Takeover is complete. Two What's thirds. up? What's going on, man? What Two thirds up? of the Free Talk Wrestling. Oh, oh, I gotta get that. Yep, that's right. That's right. I gotta get this out. Oh boy. I'm sad. <coughs> I'm fucked up now. You don't fucked up now, bitches. You fucking with the wrong no, motherfucker did- now. What not no my my question is why don't you have that out already? Because I have kids. Oh, fair enough. Mine's not here right now, so I can keep mine out. Mine's out and eating lunch and the other one's trying well, to mean, take a nap. I feel out of place. I have to have something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I have that. On this podcast, we're brought to you by Mike, or Mike the Bell Collector. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Heel Mike. If you're ever in your belt so, collecting needs, call Heel Mike. <laughs> he'll fix you up. Um, no, I just asked Too Sweet what the uh, where he when he started watching wrestling. So, what's your story behind your, your uh, when did you first start watching wrestling? Well, uh, honestly, I didn't start watching wrestling until about 2017, but it's kind of funny how I got into it. So my buddy, who is actually here with me today, he's over at my place, uh, he made me sit down and watch the resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts. Great partner. That's, a, that's such a good documentary. Oh, agreed. A ph- phenomenal documentary. So he made me sit down and watch that because he's such a huge fan of Jake as well. And I started watching. I'm like, man, I, I feel for these guys. Man, this is what they do in the ring. They don't get any anything afterwards. This is some bullshit. Because I'm a football fan. So as a football fan, I feel the same yeah. way as that. Because, you know, all the retired guys, they don't get any love either. But 
when you see everybody going down the same path that everybody did that would like with Scott Hall, Jake the Snake, and then all of them getting saved by DDP. Man, I'm not even kidding you. I was crying at the end of it. And I looked at him and I said, I need to see some wrestling. I need more. And the very first match this man put on was Mankind versus Undertaker in Hell to Cell. Another great way to be introduced into wrestling. And immediately, I was like, I need more of this in my life. And that, that's that's really how I became a fan. I just honestly, I started, I just wanted to watch more and more of it. I started going on YouTube right after that. And then I think it was maybe a month later, I got Peacock and I'm, uh, or the WWE Network at the time. And I'm like, I just need to watch. So I started with the Attitude Era. Because that's what I missed out on. Nice, nice. Us Attitude uh, so- Era soldiers are still living that war. <laughs> <laughs> See, I went on the so, WWE side because my whole school was WWE. We didn't really talk about WCW at my school. It was all DX and suck it. See, my so my brother is a WCW guy. He loves mm-hmm. Sting. He loves the NWO, Hollywood Hogan, that whole spiel. I was I I didn't have that on my TV. I didn't have TNT or TBS to watch. I knew about. Monday nights on on USA mm-hmm. was absolute just Vince McMahon screaming and like just having that whole. I'm gonna fire you, Stone Cold. Yeah, that was my that was mine. But my brother's like, you gotta check this out, and that's when I started watching the Crow Sting. I'm like, all right, I can dig this. This is all right. And I think from an early age, I was the the mega like I I didn't. Like WWE sucks or WCW sucks. It was like, all right, cool wrestling. Where else, where where else can I watch? But right, no, I, I feel that because right when I got into it, I was like, I, I, where can I watch wrestling? Where do I go? I just want to watch all of it, anything. What do you got? And yeah. I I remember mainly as a kid, what happened with me was I was at this like pizza place, and they had different rooms with different TVs. Grab pizza, walk in a room, and I'm sitting down watching TV. The screen is black, but then all of a sudden you just hear some music, and it's Kane walking out. This was my first time ever truly seeing wrestling. It's just this big honker of a man in this red mask, and he just came out to this whole fire and flame. I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch this. The next thing I know, I feel a yank in the back, and this is from my dad on my shirt. Nope, we're not watching this stupid shit. You're not losing brain cells. And that was like 98, 99. Oh, that's a bummer. Because after he came out, after he came out and did the whole thing, the next thing I hear is glass breaking. And then I feel the tug. Mm. So I know, now I know. Oh, so that's Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that was Kane. So this is probably during the whole First Blood stuff. Yeah. So what was... Storyline, the highway to hell... For SummerSlam yeah. was amazing. So, in whatever order, what was your favorite wrestler when you were growing up? Like when you first started watching it, like what was the? I think I know Too Sweet's uh, answer, but I'm assuming it's Scott Hall. But yeah, it's Scott Hall for him. Oh, yeah. definitely. Uh 
you know what? Since I started watching, there's been one guy, Rusev, Miro. That that's been my dude. Uh, right now he's the redeemer, and I swear to God, if he does not redeem a title, I'm going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> so who like who's your favorite guy now then? Like, like now, uh, fuck. God, I. It's always between like Seth Rollins, John Moxley, and Adam Cole. Three, three. I, I like a little blood, and I like blood. That's why I like John Moxley. Also, he's a Cincinnati boy. I'm from Cincinnati, so I, it, it, it's a, it's my hometown here. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear that. You know what? That's it. I'm going to see you. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a Michigan thing. You can't no, no, say mean, anything about Ohio without yeah. us saying sorry. Oh, 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 yeah, that, that shit. There's a reason you're up. There's, there's a reason you're above us. We don't have to deal with your ass. Well, the way I see it, you got to flush twice, making sure it gets to Columbus. So. Hey, I said Cincinnati, not Columbus, okay? But well, shit mainly goes to Cleveland. Have you seen the Browns? I mean, like. Half of Ohio is like the southern sp- state of Michigan, and the other half is the northern state of Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, Cincinnati is totally northern Kentucky. <laughs> and there's no if, ands, or buts. I'm not even going to lie to you. That is 10,000% northern Kentucky. Because one moment you'll get hosp- southern hospitality. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me get that door for you, sweetheart. And the next moment, fuck you. <laughs> Um, so we all, I mean, everyone met each other, everyone that came through this uh, show has met on TikTok at one at certain points. Um, not wrestle talk specifically, what brought you guys to the app TikTok? Like, what made you guys was it the pandemic? Was it like what was it? It was 100% the pandemic, yeah. Pandemic, uh, I was working at this factory and the owner didn't know how to like do anything with this because he it was it was new for everybody so he didn't know how to do the pandemic so he just sent everybody home and made us collect unemployment so i'm like well i'm not gonna sit at home and not do shit so i, I started doing the tiktok and it was, literally when i started it was just a way for me to not think of what was going on in the world and to create my own little world and then I think it was CJ was the first actual Russell Talk person that I like started following. And then after I started following him, it was just everybody started popping up for me. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this is something I know. Let me try my hand in this. And then I went from having 1,500 followers in a summer, I ended up with like almost 3,000. Then my original account got banned, and they, you guys blew it right back up. I was already ready to go live within a week. Yeah. And then I, I made more accounts, did the same thing, and now that that was the original concept for Free Talk Wrestling was to have an account on TikTok that if you got banned or bananaed or whatever you want to call it, you hit us up and we just let you use an account. Back. <laughs> Back. What about you, Josh? 
Uh, it was definitely the pandemic for me, but uh, yeah, what happened was I was working at a job, and then I literally had gotten, I'd gotten sick like two weeks before. They they went, hey, we're gonna close everything down, and so I'm at home. And then next thing I know, I get a call from my boss, hey, you're unemployed. We're we're shutting down because of the pandemic. Just get the checks. So I'm trying to figure out what to do within like, just what to do with my time. My sister, who at the time is 14, is like, hey, join me on TikTok. We're doing this fun stuff. I join. I start I start doing a little bit more fun. And I actually first come across pot talk or, or cannabis TikTok. So I first come across there, and I blow up from that. Within, I'd say, six to nine months, I had 55.2K following. And that literally was just from smoking on camera and doing stupid shit. Now, of course, at that time, TikTok hated pot talk, cannabis talk, uh, and completely bananaed my account, completely banned it at 55.2. So now, technically, I'm on my ninth account. And so so I decided on this account, basically, you know what? Screw it. I'm done with the pot talk, done with all of that. Let me go over to wrestling because I understand wrestling and I, I'm a big wrestling fan too. And now I've been now I've almost almost been a year, and so I'm I'm over here on this side now, and I've enjoyed it a hell of a lot more than any of my other time on TikTok. I mean, we do have our toxic people, obviously. Oh yeah, oh yeah, but, but I mean, like you would think, pot talk was not that toxic. Holy crap, it was one of the most toxic places ever. Like, oh, it was so bad. And the internet, the yes, internet, internet is just so odd. It, like, the way I address, like, you and Cody and, like, all, like, everybody that I talk to, I address you guys as, like, real people, like, mm-hmm. as friends instead of, oh, that's just some dude that I thought I see on. Every now and then on TikTok, no, I like I feel like I've made friends over the last year, and I mean some people might not see how I can be friends with everybody, and 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 not and not it be a well because you're not friends with so and so, so I can't be friends with them. No, I can be friends with everybody. Yeah, I can juggle that. I mean, um, you can juggle that many friends in real life. Why can't you juggle that many friends here? Well, yeah, that's yeah. So, so. obviously, if, if you this is your shameless plug time, if you'd like, I mean, plug your free talk stuff over on PWC. Yeah, definitely free, free talk wrestling over on Panda Wrestling Company over on Twitch and YouTube. We also have a free talk wrestling on uh, from YouTube as well, and I have my own personal account on Twitch that I've had for a while and. I don't do I don't do a whole lot of stuff on there, but if I get enough people to follow me and do some stuff, I'll do a lot of basically the same shit I do here, which is watch wrestling. I'll show the wrestling on there and get high as a mother trucker. Yeah. So, uh, just out of curiosity, there, there's some things like I've talked to you about wrestling and that kind of stuff. There's this was a, this show was basically a way for me to get to know different, mm-hmm. yeah, everyone else around. You play video games? 
Not a lot. I mean, I've got a Switch, and I've got GTA 3 on my computer, but, I mean, really, I play, like, Mario Kart or Pokemon. Okay. I've... I am more of a retro gamer because I'm not even going to lie. To me, most of the modern day games, it's the same thing. So I've got a big story. I'm going to go out, do some missions, kill the big bad guy, whoopee. Uh, but it's the same thing. We're a cowboy. We're, we're a Viking. We're, we're an assassin. And then the Call of Duty Fortnite stuff. Shoot them up, bang, bang. I mean, it's the same game, just placed in a different area. Sorry about that. My phone just decided to die while it was charging. I mean, and I could say the same thing about Pokemon and Mario Kart. It's just, to me, they're a lot more fun. I see that. I mean, Andrew um, just recently got me, like, playing Fortnite. I thought it was, I I honestly thought it was going to be absolutely trash and garbage. Mm Mm-hmm. I started playing it. There's not, it's not just shoot them up, bang, bang. It's like they have this whole like library of side games you can play that like you can play like these called death runs. They're basically you got to survive a speed run. Uh-huh. Uh, that's kind of cool. And then there's a couple other side, like there's uh they have Fortnite among us. And I thought, Oh among my us God. Was and it's actually quite fun. Like you got to go around good. the ship. To try to fix stuff on the ship, while the guy who's it follows people around, and tries killing them. That's yeah. funny. Um, and then there's other things that they got on there too. But uh, just talking about uh, video games. Uh, do you play? I haven't been really. Uh, I was always a big wrestling uh, game fan. Of, like, I remember playing. Uh, WCW NWO Revenge with my brother. Okay. And me and him were always the tag team champions. We were always the outsiders. And we always won by me being the legal man, throwing the other team's legal man out, and him keeping him out for the 10 count. <laughs> <laughs> um, that game was so fun. And we just... That's why, I, in my, my humble opinion, I know a lot of people say, no Mercy was the wrestling game for the Nintendo 64. For my money, Revenge was way better. See, it's either Revenge or it's or it's the other one that you just said. Everyone said for 64. Now just just move out. Just just you know, give, give me what? Are, give me Donkey Kong Country 64. And move out of my way. <laughs> See, and again, I, I I'm doing this doing this show to get to know everyone and. The more I talk to everyone is I feel so goddamn old. Seriously. Like I played like my first wrestling game was on Super Nintendo. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Okay, yeah. let's the first See, wrestling game I ever noticed was in the arcade. Oh yeah. The original wrestling game I ever first ever played was over this girl's house that lived next door to us. She had a uh, Super NES, and she had the original WrestleMania game. Yeah, that's what I had. Yep. And when I found out that, like, Scott Hall was Razor Ramon, I was like, yep, I'm using that motherfucker every time. <laughs> hey, yo. Because uh, I was like, man, he looks like Scott Hall. <laughs> <laughs> that's because he is. before I knew about everything. <laughs> 
So, uh, you talk like that's funny that you say that because uh, I guess the new AEW game, this one's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. The move set, they have the Brock Lesnar move set. And the name of the move set, from what I've been told, is it's labeled in in the creative player character uh, stuff, diverticulitis. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, they use the whole. They use pretty much yeah. the whole engine of No Way Out for um, Fight Forever. I'm gonna pass on that game. I'm not. I want, I want my, I want my, uh, my games to be realistic looking. Exactly, that's how I felt, and that's like that WWE. Uh, what was it? One where, when um the pandemic happened, they decided. Oh, Battleground twenty twenty one. Yeah, Battleground. Battleground. That shit was horrible. We were get, Andrew was giving it. Uh, I think okay. my brother uh, gave it to him for his birthday or something. We played it for a while because we didn't have anything new to play. It was during the pandemic. So, um, I talked to Josh while you were off. Um, my brother's calling me again. Um, and this, if you want to plug more free talk stuff, you more than welcome to do that right now. We're at the halfway mark ish. So, um, if you want to, well, if you have anything else you're working on, feel free to plug it. Um, right now, with Free Talk Wrestling, we're, we're, we're moving forward every Thursday doing the same thing. Um, I, myself, am coming out with something not to do with wrestling, not to do with anything, but pretty much tell my backside, like my growing up and all that. I have I've actually talked to a cameraman. Uh, sometime this month or next month, we're going to be shooting some B-roll footage of the cities I grew up in. And then I will be starting a show called Before I Forget, which would be pretty much me sitting there with people I grew up with and people that grew up around me, knowing me, telling the craziest stories that in my life I went actually went through. And surprise, I'm still here. <laughs> I mean, uh, so, we have uh, here we go. Who's your? Uh, I'll ask Josh when he comes back. Um, who's your? Like, what's the one piece of wrestling wrestling merchandise outside of your belt, of course, that's your favorite that you've ever had? Uh, it has to be my um, diecast Scott Hall Hot Wheels car. Okay. It means the most to me. What about you, Josh? What's your favorite piece? What's your what's your most favorite uh, piece of uh, wrestling merch outside of your FTW belt? That. Oh, the Money in the Bank, pretty good. That's all I got. That's like the only. That's all, that's all I got for wrestling merch. Which we've already, <clears throat> we've already banned him from taking it to events because we don't want a recap of somebody throwing a fucking... Hey, 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 I'm not going to throw it, okay? <laughs> do you know what I'm going to do, if anything? I'm literally going to hop the barricade and beat somebody in the back with it and cash it in. <laughs> Candace cash it in at a home show. <laughs> well, that... You guys might want to watch August 25th, Friday Night SmackDown. I might cash in. <laughs> 
So that just reminds, like, the absolute, <clears throat> anyone that knows me knows I hate Dominic Mysterio. I can't stand the dude. <laughs> it absolutely kills me. That, that you have to done. acknowledge that he's now your new New North American. Oh champion. my God, that that kicks my ass. <laughs> North American champion, and nobody helped him. It wasn't like, oh, I got a distraction. No, he did it himself. I mean, that shows how good of a wrestler he is. Rhea Ripley become John Cena because I kind of saw her. <laughs> yeah, no one saw her. Hey, you know what? I I think. Whatever happened after Money in the Bank when uh, they were talking, something must have happened. So, I think this is what's going to happen. That wasn't work either. She didn't work that belt. She fucking actually hit what's-his-name in the head because he was split open afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. That was like a a live round right there. See, here's what I think is going to happen now that Don's got that belt. So, you've got Senor Money in the Bank. You've got Rio with the women's, women's heavyweight. You've got Dom with the NXT North American, and now you're going to have Finn with the World Heavyweight. He's going to beat Seth. I don't think he's going to beat Seth. I think he's going to lose, and they're going to kick him out of the judgment day for that fact, and then Damian's going to cash in at SummerSlam, win, and be like, you couldn't do it. You couldn't uh, take care of business. I took care of it. I'm the world champion, and we all have gold. What do you have? Get out. No, no, no. Remember. Now, remember, Damien said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to cash in on you. I'm not going to do any of that. Okay? Let Finn win. And then Seth's got to try and do a rematch at Payback. And at there, that's when Damien just beats him in the back, Finn, and then takes it from him. That's when they kick him out. It leads up to all that. Let, Let Finn have it. It'll be a bittersweet, poetic moment, especially in SummerSlam. I think if, if they do something like that and they do wait for Payback to have Damien uh, cash in and kick him out, you could have J.D. McDonough come running down to look like he's going to slide, slide in and save Finn. And then give him give him his finisher, and yeah. joins the Judgment Day that way. Yeah, that would be good. I was also doing the math yesterday when I found when when I saw that Dominic won. It was crazy because I found out Dominic won the North American Championship from a uh, like a loyal customer at the store I work at. He texted me. Damn. Champion, I was like, uh, no fucking way. So I went and watched it. And I was like, oh, great. And I started doing the math. Gunther is six weeks away from touching the Honky Tonks uh, Intercontinental Ring. So we won't be seeing him lose it at uh, SummerSlam. No, no. It'll be I a good match between him and Drew. I don't see him losing it at payback because it's not a good enough pay per view or back. Or what was the other one before? It's payback uh, and then it's payback. It's and then battleground. Battleground. Something like that. Yep. Those two, he's not losing the title at Survivor Series. That'll be the night that Gunther loses the Intercontinental Championship. 
I think it'll be at Survivor Series or Royal Rumble. It might be at the Rumble too. Could be. But that would be about the time where he would it would make sense for him to lose that title because he has beaten the hockey talks record and he's ha- held it well over. Because I so think when was it? It's like September ish. I know. Mid October he'll hit the honky talk man shit. Yeah, because Roman has until next September to beat Hogan. Yeah, which is ridiculous. I get it. I get it. Yeah, he's already surpassed in WrestleMania in the WrestleMania era, like since the inception of WrestleMania till now. He uh, Roman is the all-time leader, like the longest reigning mm-hmm. champion in WrestleMania era. So I mean, he beat Hogan for that. That should be enough. He's I in the top be. four. I get that you're trying to get rid of like the biggest stain on your your record books, but you're also giving that person like more notoriety because you're like, oh, he's got to beat this so he could be better than that racist prick. Stop bringing that racist prick up and he won't have to be better than him. <laughs> Very true. I mean, what if he's, if they're trying, that's the thing, like they want to erase him from history, but yet they still keep wheeling his geriatric ass out at WrestleMania. And he keeps saying in the wrong fucking dome. <laughs> Like, next year he's going to come out and, oh, welcome to the fucking Tokyo Dome, brother. Fuck Hulk Hogan. We're in Philly. <laughs> the fact that you know all the is... Oh, that's funny. Fuck Hulk Hogan. So, I, I'm, I'm with the Iron Sheik. Fuck Hulk Hogan, that fucking jabroni. <laughs> so, we got a couple games we play. We're at just over the halfway point. Uh... Oh, there's one more thing I wanted to plug, but we don't have a like set date. The Roastathon for Holly, the Holly Strong Roastathon, where you can come in for five bucks, you can roast the whole panel one time. Ten bucks, you can roast the whole panel twice. Fifteen bucks, you get three chances. And then if you pay twenty, me and you will go back and forth. <laughs> Because I like, I, I enjoy roasting people, especially on TikTok, if they kick punching bags. <laughs> <laughs> or have conversations with themselves and on a comment at 5.30 in the morning. Did they? Oh, good Lord. Dude, Did you really? have a conversation with himself while I was in bed with somebody. That, like, that's you call us all virgins, but you're on my my thing commenting while I'm in bed with somebody. You're <laughs> that's when I won. Lonely, <laughs> lonely. So, our first game that I have to play is uh, who did it better or who did it the best. Okay, um, I'm gonna name a move. I have like five moves that I typically throw out there. Uh, and it's, this one is actually because I was on a live um, and someone had a really interesting take on the last one we're going to do. And um, I think it was either it was either Mia or Heal Leah, Leah or Mia, one of the two. And they had a really interesting take that actually had to go YouTube said move and person to really 
see if like how accurate it was, and she was pretty damn accurate. Um, start off with the spine buster. Arnie Anderson. Yeah. That's just like a like when you say beer in wrestling. Who's the first person who pops up? It was Uncle. Yeah, exactly. I um, would almost say Wardlow because I've seen him give the spine buster, and that thing looked vicious. But I'm but I'm gonna stay correct with Arn Anderson. Okay. Uh, the next one would be. Uh, let's see which one do I want to go with. The spear. Edge. Goldberg's always looked like it was a little too stiff. My answer to this every week is uh, the gore from uh, from a Michigan boy, mm. Rhino. Who I'm like somehow loosely related to. <laughs> Interesting. I'm going to be weird here, but this one's a personal one. I like Charlotte Spear. Okay. It's I gotten, be- like, it's gotten better over the years. But, like, I like I like Charlotte Spear. I kind of want to be speared by her, so. I mean, I mean, that'd be a lopsided spear. Exactly. I mean, so I, I'll survive. Uh power bomb. Mm. I'm gonna have to go with Nash, only because he made it look so more powerful than it actually was by just doing the jackknife shit, just. No, fuck it. And then to break the Big Show's neck made it more, even more devastating looking. There's two people that pop into my head every time, and that's Kevin Owens with his pump-up powerbomb. Yeah, that one's hard. Yeah. And uh, Psycho Sid. Mm, that's a good choice, too. See, I, I, I associate Kevin Owens with his... Uh, indie finisher, which was the package pile driver. Okay, that that's who that's what I associate Kevin Owens with. Like even now that he's using the stunner, I don't think that's truly his finisher move. I think that's something he's like, oh, I'm stuck in WWE for a little bit longer, so let me start using one of their moves. I'm gonna have to say Undertaker, the last ride. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a bad motherfucking power bomb too. Yeah. I, I literally y'all thinking about it, and I'm, I'm and I'm going over the moves, and I'm just trouble checking. I'm like, that's a power bomb. That's a yeah, that's a power bomb. The last ride, man. I mean, that's just as iconic too. It's made even more iconic on a SmackDown with Kane and the Undertaker versus uh, Kyantai, and Kane botches the last ride, and in a Big Brother moment. Undertaker was like, no, 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 this is how you do it. And literally taught him how to perform the last ride on a SmackDown. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So we do it like this? And then was like, this is how you do it correctly. And he did it. And then he's like, now your turn. And then the segment ends with him trying to give Kane dip. And he's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a real brother moment. Like, that. that's, that's biker that. That's biker like that. taker. Yeah, that's definitely was, biker taker. It was just... Undertaker was like, it would make more sense if Big Brother showed him how to do this shit on television. 
That's how good Undertaker's mind was. Take so we got, got two more. Number number one is the DDT. That's Jake. Yeah, that it's Jake. It's either Jake or I would have to give it to Foley with the double arm. Okay. Floater, the float over double arm one. Mrs. DDT isn't too bad either. Yeah. Miss Mrs. DDT isn't too bad, but you gotta go with Jake. I got one for you guys real quick because it was brought up on Free Talk Wrestling. I didn't put that two those two moves together thinking it was the same move. But who did it better? Is it the stroke or is it the skull cushing finale? Because Jeff Jarrett and the Miz share a fucking finisher, and I never noticed it. And I think Philly brought it up. See, I'm more of a Miz guy than a Jeff yeah. Jarrett guy, so I'd go Miz all day. Yeah, I, I like Jeff Jarrett, but I mean, I, I love the Miz a hell of a lot more. Miz has to be in the top five for me. Of Hon- all honestly, he's the only guy uh, from that's the Cleveland Browns fan or a Cleveland fan that I can actually tolerate. I agree with you. <laughs> I became a Miz fan when he took the title off of Orton. I became a Miz fan during his Intercontinental reign, his second one, with the was B team the, and all that. Was that the uh, when he had that thing go on with Brian on SmackDown or talking? Oh, Smack? Brian yeah, he there. had just started that. That was, that was a great. That reign up. was phenomenal. We every time he comes, he's one guy that goes and does all the house shows, and I can appreciate a dude that does that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he plays the crowd so well. Like, every time – like, he'll do the whole uh, – when he's a heel in Saginaw, Michigan, he shows up at Dolly Vent Center, comes in, and he does the whole – puts his hands up and he goes, when my hand goes up, your mouth your goes, mouth goes yeah. shut. Yeah, the, the whole place popped for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could sit there and be like, yeah, you all you fat, overweight, disgusting Saginaw sweat hogs. And then he went on like that, and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I've only been to one place in Saginaw, and there was no sweat hogs in there. <laughs> the night before there was, and I looked at the sign, and I was like, I ain't going in that bitch. I think I know where you're going. <laughs> it said BBW large, large women tonight, and I was like, oh, hell no. I'm in. For the first time. It's... It, it, I have a sense of deja vu rolling through. <laughs> Us Michiganders only had a couple good strip clubs. <laughs> deja vu. Yeah. yeah. That was that that was that was a crazy night for me. I was like, eighteen and up, no alcohol, and they're butt naked. <laughs> so my last one is the one that. Mia and Mia or Leah had a crazy take on, and I actually I don't necessarily think that they're right, but it's a good take. The uh the choke slam. And the person that they said is completely out of left field. This Oh. 
Who? They said the hurricane, Shane Helms. I'll give you that one. Wow. That is the best comedical choke slam ever. And it, it, it made it even better when you hear the story about Shawn Michaels going up to Gregory Helms and telling him, that's a big man's move. You need to stop using that. <laughs> like, literally, when Shawn Michaels is sober and has found God already, and he's telling you, you're using a big man's move and you should stop, you should probably listen. Yeah. Yeah. More than likely should. <laughs> but Greg Hel- Gregory Helms took it as, fuck you. <laughs> I've been doing this shit since WCW. I'm going to keep doing it. It got me over. But yeah, they, I was, I mean. But for my money, the best, best joke slam artist has got to be Kane. Sir, Undertaker. Kane's chokeslam was way better than them. Oh, no. Undertaker no. had the, to- the better tombstone and the better pin for the tombstone. But that 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 chokeslam had to be Kane. Kane fucking, oh, and go down with you and fucking. And he, he also chokeslammed uh, Shane McMahon into a burning dumpster. And Kane also put jumper cables on Shane's nuts. <laughs> I'm the boss of He's like, oh, you're having trouble in the bedroom? Let me help you, bud. This should uh, bring some of those boys back to life. <laughs> <laughs> Can't feel so. anything down there. Try again. Nope, it's gone. Before we move on to the next game, <laughs> this is probably going to be the the easiest question I'll give you, and if you're if you've watched this show, if you've ever watched the show, you know what's coming. Do you acknowledge David Arquette as the greatest WCW champion of all time? Yes, FDW is built on yep. that. Okay. Again, the easiest question I've ever had to ask. He he, he needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Thank you, sir. And at least in the celebrity, at least in the celebrity wing. Agreed. I mean, he's done more for the, the wrestling business than Drew Carey. And Drew Carey's <laughs> in the fucking wrestling wing or the celebrity. Pete ring. Rose is in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose, uh, Pete Rose took a more, way more fucking moves than David Arquette, though. Well, <laughs> David Arquette Trump. damn near died in a ring, so that's true. Trump's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, fuck that guy. He's the only president in history to take a stone cold stunner. He sold that like like a started better than Vince. I I hope he takes another one soon. I hope he takes another one soon. By a dude in prison called Bubba. (laughs) Ray Dudley. (laughs) Get the table. Big Dick Dudley. No, no, no. You'll have Bubba. Surely. Go get the tables. <laughs> there used to be a Dudley called Big Dick. Big Dick Dudley. Yeah, back in the ECW. Yeah, yeah Big I'll Dick Dudley would be uh, Trump's new tag partner. <laughs> He'll be tagging but, something else. Hey, Trump took a better stunner than fucking McMahon did two years ago. So. Yeah, well, there's also a big difference in 
an age too at that point. Yeah, but Vince McMahon was also been had been in the ring more than Trump. That was his first time, and he was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna fall on my ass." Okay, I'll pay a million dollars for a new one if I had. So, the the next one is. I have to follow that up with the question: Do you acknowledge Roman Reigns as your tribal chief? No, my Thank tribal you. chief is Jimmy Uso. And he should win at SummerSlam. He should win at SummerSlam, but he won't. Well, everybody's acknowledging Jay, but I acknowledge Jimmy because he came out on television the week before he turned and was like, I'm the fucking tribal chief. So I'm like, yes, you are. You are my tribal chief. I I love the fact that this whole thing with Jay is coming back around after like months and months and months after he said, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief has to say. I love that it's going like it's done a full 360 and we're back to Jimmy or we're back to Jay. Jimmy's hurt again and we're going to get uh, the second reign of main event Uso. Yeah. There's also talks that if uh, if Jay loses, it's going to end up being uh, solo turning on Roman and at payback, it's going to be solo and Roman. Nice. I'm okay with that. Then maybe because Mr. Dwayne's been on Twitter with uh, what's his name on SmackDown? Grayson. Grayson Waller. Maybe uh, Roman hops in on Twitter and then we get Survivor Series. Finally, The Rock versus Roman. Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller. I, w- um, I would be okay with that, but let, let's have Grayson Waller intervene. That way he can get a Mania match with The Rock. Yeah. I would love to – I'm just going to throw this out there. Maybe Solo. Solo's the last one standing as far as with that's back in Roman, right? Well, so if Jimmy – Jimmy comes back and he says, well, while, while I was gone – no one came to visit hmm. me in the hospital. Except for my two of my other cousins who actually give a damn about me. Hmm. And then the Grill of the Destiny shows up. Here's- that depends on the uh, G1, though. Yeah. Because that whole clique is in the G1, and for some reason, Tamatanga's on the opposite side of the bracket from Tangaloa and um, what's the other one's name? Bad Luck Fale? No. Uh, the other brother. There's Tangaloa, Tamatanga, and um, Tangaloa's the tall one. The one that used to be Camacho in WWE. He was the Mexican guy that used to come out on the lowrider bike. But he was actually so Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Him. Those two are on the whole opposite side of the bracket on the G1 than Tamatanga. So, hmm. and Tamatanga has had been in New Japan for so long, they might give him the G1 if they don't give it to Eddie. There's also another thought I was thinking is that maybe not those, maybe not the GOD, but maybe Jacob Fatu. Well, here's the question I have. 
who initially sent Solo? Because he said he was sent from the elders. But who sent him? Is that... Oh, uh, Which of the elders? Which of the elders sent him? Meng? Uh, no, not Meng. Um, was it really Alpha and Sika? Or was it another elder? Was it Kishi? Or was it um, the eldest elder? The Rock's mommy. Yeah, because she's still around. Yeah. She's been spotted backstage at a couple of events. So who sent Solo? I think that's I think that's the question that we finally need answered. And they need to stop bringing up uh, Haka and Sika. Like, if you're not going to fucking bring them on television to fucking start schooling Roman about shit, then they need to stop being brought up because you're just plugging their names for nothing. Make them a part of the storyline. Make it make sense. I mean, they did because they were there at the beginning, but now we're getting towards the end, so they need to show back up again. Yeah. Like, Robic, you have brought this to the family, and we're sick of it. You have brought dishonor and shame to our family. So it's time to bring in somebody to end your shit. So, now we have ten questions. They're not ten questions, but ten people. I'm going to throw 10 names out. It's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear these names. We'll start off with Seth Rollins. Go. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, Hot Rod Rowdy Piper. Promo King. Underlying Racist. Ooh. I'm going to have to do some, uh, oh, the one that they removed from uh, WWE Network. Underlying racist. <laughs> There's a funny then, story. Did you hear the we'll story? Look at Goldust then. He did a whole blackface. Yeah, did but his the... wasn't trying to be like, I'm mm. bringing the power of black into me. Did you see the rib that Andre did to him? During that WrestleMania, mm-hmm. he had his whole half and half. And Andre, there's a special solution that was supposed to be to take the, the paint off. Mm-hmm. Andre switched it out and put vinegar water. Oof. And that's it. <laughs> so he here's Piper talks about this in... I, it might have been table for three. If you can go back and watch that one. And he's just scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing. And he ends up going on the plane home, plane ride home, with half blackface. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> uh, That's great. But yeah, so, um, so that's two. Trish Stratus. Overutilized for her talent. I there were way better female wrestlers in that era. And they brought her in just because of TNA. And not the group. And not the company. The next one was Trish Stratus. Plastic. Um, 
go. Becky Lynch. Carpet match to drapes. <laughs> I would give her a female go. Yeah, we were talking. Uh, you mentioned that uh, we were Andrew and I were talking about that, and as as much as it pains me, female goat to me, or is Charlotte Flair. Yeah, I, I think Becky because of like out of the four horsewomen, her and Charlotte. Yes, those two have had the best reigns title. Mm. But has Charlotte broken a fucking Becky nose? Bailey. Becky and Bailey. Becky broke her nose on television and made one of the most iconic images for that Survivor Series. Nia broke her nose. I know, but I'm saying. Oh, my hole. My hole. And made the fucking most iconic image. Yeah. Like, I wanted to tune in for that shit. And at that time, I wasn't really watching WWE product. But I saw that, and I was like, wow. They're actually letting blood in? No. Nia Jax just works hard. <laughs> and I would um, work her hard. You, <laughs> you would what? Wait, what was that? You, you said <laughs> I would work Nia Jax hard. I let her rip me apart. Just so you know, this is getting clipped for TikTok. So <laughs> I would make her save my hole. Uh, oh my! I want to be in the hole. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, where too sweet is. Too sweet went down the hole. <laughs> oh my! Too sweet hole. went down the hole. You just channeled your inner gold member. You come back up, <gasps> guys. Guys, don't go in the hole. <laughs> I almost lost myself. This is the shit we do on Free Talk Wrestling. <laughs> um, next up, we have Adam Cole. Baby! He was better in ROH. He was better in NXT. Yeah. The shit that he's doing with MJF, which is our next person... Uh, is some of the best shit that I've seen in wrestling in a while. So good. Mini Ric Flair. That's the first thing that comes to my mind for MJF is Mini Ric Flair. Oh, I thought you were talking about Adam Cole. Adam Cole is the mini version of fucking Triple H. If Triple H and Shawn Michaels had, could procreate, that's Adam Cole. No, you, They'd have two offsprings. They'd be Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. They'd have twins. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't done shit with Johnny, and they ain't doing shit with Adam well, on AEW. There's, there's talk that um, Johnny and Tommaso will be tag or getting back together for DIY, which I'm yeah. here for 110. percent What I wish they would do is like, okay, let's get DIY back, and then, in all honesty, let's run that NXT story back. Let's run it back, because you know there's people who have not watched NXT. That are going to be like, oh my god, this is new. This is the greatest. Oh, no, but then, but then there are going to be us NXT fans are going, oh, we get to do this again. Yay, we get a proper ending. Yeah, like I, you it deserves uh, turn heel this time. Yeah, have Gargano turn heel instead of Tommaso. 
because Tommaso did it to him twice. He could be like, no, I'm doing it before you do it this time. Yeah. yeah. Anything where they're like, oh, oh, we uh, we kind of we kind of flubbed that up. Boom. They could they could fix it here. And oh my god. I want one moment. I want a Samoa Joe moment from Tommaso. What I mean by that, you remember when it was Samoa, uh, Samoa Joe, and AJ, and he went over to Wendy's house. Oh, Wendy, let him go over, and then let let Tommaso come out and go. Hey, look what I got. He's hanging out with his uncle. For anybody that ever said Vince McMahon is a, a fucking genius. Go watch Samoa Joe in WWE and then re like find out what fucking Vince McMahon did to the man and learn that Vince McMahon is a fucking idiot. Samoa like, Joe was gold in WWE. He was, man. He was I like so much money for Vince. Yeah. And you fire him three times in one year. Dude, I'm telling you, that whole storyline between AJ and Joe, and Joe with Wendy, all of that. I'm like, we got something here. Go, calling, go. Coming out and telling Jeff Hardy, why don't you act like this is an AA meeting? And shut and up. Keep quiet while I'm sharing with the group. Yeah. Like, how do you not see that you have the next big mic man in your company and you just want to fire him three times for fucking petty ass shit? And meanwhile, well, you keep getting sick on me. And meanwhile, Tony Khan's over there doing so much blow that he doesn't understand him either, but he's just going to keep him wrestling. He's like, I'm not going to get rid of him because if he goes back over there, he's going to make millions. Mm, because Triple H is going to use him like fucking amazing. Uh, I think Triple, Triple H is going to use him as the king of heels. I think yeah. Triple H is smart enough to realize that Joe has only a few more years before he needs to give it a rest. So he would give him that that actual title run that he needed. And then within a couple of years, he would put him as the biggest heel fucking GM for either SmackDown or Raw and make that show worth watching again. Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe as a any kind of backstage thing, he's still going to choke you out. Look what he did in NXT when he was Rico's bodyguard pretty much. Yeah. Like, Dude, I would love I, to see that as a main. He's great on commentary stage. too. I'm not even gonna lie. Yes. He was great on commentary. That that he was that, he was WWE that, versions of Taz. That segment of with him and Seth Rollins when uh, Seth was like talking to Josh and saying, "I'm gonna whoop your ass for laughing." He was like, "I was laughing even harder." So put hands on me. And Joe's got that voice too. Like yes. he's, he's got that voice that that's Joe. I mean, like, That's why he's such a great choice for that Twisted Metal show. I just wish he would have used his voice and we wouldn't have to hear Will Arnett. Yeah. But his so, mannerisms and everything yeah. still, it's just like, damn, that's Joe fucking putting, uh, in my eyes, that's Joe putting, uh, what what is his name in the MCU, the Falcon? Yeah. Yeah, he's pushing the Falcon's face into a cat. Uh, a lottery machine. <laughs> Dude, I, you know what match I want? I want Miro versus uh, Joe. I I recently started watching ROH. Lots of new stuff. Okay. 
And we've had Shane Taylor on the show three times. One of the coolest dudes. The only problem with him is that he's an Ohio State fan and a Cleveland Brown fan. So, ah, the Cleveland Browns is a problem. Uh, so anyway, we he's a friend of the show. He DMs me on Instagram every now and then just to check in. I want him to beat Dalton Castle this week, and I want him to uh, go one on one with Joe. I think that would be an entertaining match. Dalton Castle to me is just like he's weird. I I don't like not him. That I don't like Dalton. I think his gimmick is like really really old. Yeah, and it doesn't work anymore. Not like he's played it out, but like that it's been played out. Shit, you're not Buddy Rogers. You're not yeah the original Nature Boy. You're not none of them. You're a guy that's coming out with two. <laughs> Two half-naked dudes that fan you <laughs> in 2023. <laughs> that doesn't work anymore, my Don't guys. worry. <laughs> like, you need to be a badass. You need either if you're gonna do a flamboyant character, you need to be like pretty deadly or something like that. Seth Rollins was perfect when he was yeah, doing his, all. His, his I, you know great. what? I'm gonna bring this name up, and I hate to bring this name up, but the best flamboyant wrestler I've seen, modern-wise, was Velveteen Dream. Mm. He was a little too flamboyant. Like, yeah, he's a little bit kind of coming was, up this street. But he was a good wrestler. He, he could back it up in the ring. <laughs> he was what? He's a good coca too. Yeah. I don't know why Tony hasn't signed him. Uh, because he likes to play with kids. Yeah, but I mean, he can get a better connect. <clears throat> <laughs> Because <laughs> if you're if you're trying to see uh, EC3's little ding ding, <laughs> you're, you're doing some good coke. Oh dear God! <laughs> so what you're saying? They're gonna go skiing together someday? Oh yeah, up in the Colorado mountains, lovely. I mean, with Tony's big ass nose, it's pretty much Mount Everest. I'm so pleased to uh, to tell you about another announcement we have. The Velveteen Dream is now my new connect. <laughs> I'll see you on Tuesday. Tony, <laughs> <laughs> the show's on Wednesday. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we tape on Tuesdays. <laughs> the show's live. Oh. Oh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, the other day we had uh, Martin Stone, aka Danny Birch, on, and he. I asked him what show he watches, like what his his deal is, and he goes without a shadow of doubt. Collision. Collision is a very good show. It, he said that it's two hours of polished wrestling, and it is amazing. Yes. It's one of the most watchable shows right yeah. now. Like, WWE, you're watching it to see when they're finally going to get rid of Roman as a title holder. And there's a couple other storylines that are making a lot of headway. But for AEW, there's nothing really 
watchable besides Collision. Yeah. Like, in our, um, I almost called it Impact. <laughs> uh, Rampage is shouldn't even be on television anymore. They need to take that off and just have a Dynamite and Collision. Yeah. Because I get well, Dynamite's your flagship show and everything, but that's still not watchable. It hasn't been watchable in like six months. I thought they were getting rid of uh, Rampage and, and that kind of stuff, but I just got rid of all the dark. All the stuff that was on YouTube and stuff, yeah. yeah they got rid of the YouTube stuff. And then um, it goes back to like, why is Tony, Tony Khan holding Ring of Honor and then you keep putting on more AEW shows? Yeah. So why don't you have Ring of Honor as your NXT? Why isn't that your developmental? So, um, let's see. We'll get a couple more names. Uh, we'll, th- we'll throw the big one out there. Oh, MJF. We uh, I, I don't know if both of you guys answered or not. He said the modern-day Ric Flair. He's the goat, the Mike Goat. Um, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Pussy! He's fucking Rocky Maivia. Can't He's win the, without help. He's the the modern day Rocky. Rock die, Rocky die. Yes, die, Rocky die. Tribal queef. Everybody I loves the hate. Queef. I love it. Yeah. I welcomed him back to TikTok that way. <laughs> um <laughs> Let's go with Vince Russo. Dumbass. He's half genius, half retarded. Fair. Like he's had genius moments, but he's had really dumb moments too. I think he's had more dumb than he has genius. That's why. On I the opposite side of the coin, Jim Cornette. He's fine. He's your uncle. He's that uncle that gets drunk at the barbecue and hits on all the little all his nieces and tells them to sit on his lap. I don't think it's that bad. I think he's just that I think he's just that uncle that just gets drunk and starts spewing stupid shit. He's entertaining. I will say this. I went back and I listened to some of the stuff, like some of his interviews. That he does. I watch a lot of Dark Side of the Ring. That's like mm-hmm. one of my favorite. His he is in like crazy fucking smart when it comes oh, to yeah. shit. Oh yes, he is. He, he, I I could I would pay to listen to that man tell stories. You don't have to. You can go on YouTube. Well, I know, but still, like, <laughs> like I would listen to that I'm man tell stories all, all day. Podcast the other day, it was crazy. His I like uh, the drive through better than I do the experience. I don't know which one it was, but I will. Yeah, I know. Wanting to piss on Vince Russo's grave. (laughs) He and then he gave specific instructions to his wife that if she doesn't do it, she's out of the will. Yep, that's so fucking great. I love that. That's why they need to have a match: Jim Cornette versus Vince um, Russo. Vince Russo buried alive, 
if Russo gets buried alive, Jim Cornette whips his thing thing out on live TV and pisses on his grave. Well, his um, there is a segment. There's about a ten minute segment. All you have to do. I watched it yesterday. Um, I think it's Jim Cornette shoots on Vince Russo. It's a ten minute clip, and he goes about saying, "I do. I want to meet you face to face." No guns, no knives, just you and me, and I'm going to bring in a briefcase with $5,000 or $50,000, and if, and if you want it, you can take it from me. And he goes on to say, he goes, of course, I didn't say knives, and I didn't say, I said no knives and no guns, but I will be wielding a baseball bat. <laughs> or I'll find a stick, and I'll beat you to death with a stick. It was, he didn't say nothing about a sword. The crazy thing is, Jim Cornette's all that beef between them two stemmed from like just Vince Russo not willing to work with Jim Cornette at the brawl, all. The brawl for all and shit like that, that too. Like Jim Cornette was like, "Man, you should do it this way." And like Vince Russo looked at him like, "You're a fucking hillbilly. I ain't listening to you." This you hurt a lot of people's career, and you 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 hurt the people that didn't need to be hurt. Well, wasn't it? Vince Russo hurt a lot of people. Vince yeah, Russo was one of the reasons why Owen Hart's not here today. Wasn't it? Um, oh, it was the whole Montreal screw job incident that started the whole thing because Vince said that Jim had nothing to do with it, and Jim said, "I am the one that brought that up and mm-hmm. told Vince that would be a good finish." I will say this when when. When Vince, when uh, when Jim Cornette says like, no, I said it. Like this is I, this is what I did. When he tells you he did something, I'm more than likely to believe him over Vince Russo any day of the week. Exactly. Any day of the week. But to every story, there's three sides: your side, their side, and the, and truth. the truth. So until the truth. Like, they all come together and be like, yeah, this is what actually happened. I blame it all on Vince McMahon because he should have took the title off of Brett months ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, you knew you were going to get rid of him. Fucking take your pelvis off of him. Or the, the-, the idea of just letting him drop it on Monday. Letting him come out Monday. I vacate yeah, it. Have a good day. In Vince's defense, though, the last time he let somebody's contract run out and they were holding a title they went on the fucking nitro and threw it into a garbage can yep. oh, yeah a lot of I, plays yeah i don't think i don't think brett would have done that though i think brett was pissed he didn't want to leave he had a fucking 10 year contract guaranteed money from vince mcmahon so he didn't want to leave vince was like man he probably will do that but worse probably spray paint at wcw and yeah. like or defend it yeah. And then lose it to Hogan or some shit. Oh, God. Oh, that would have been a... That would have been a nightmare scenario. But Vince also deserved that shit that Alonda Blaze did because he did the same thing with Flair. He let Flair come on with big gold and call himself yeah, the, the real world champion. So we got the next one is... Uh... Let's see... Grayson Waller. 
I need to see more of him. I haven't really. <sighs> I always say he's the next. Uh, he's a young Randy Orton. Mm-mm. Mm. It's a cut rate Miz. He's either I would say either Miz or um, like he could be a Dolph Ziggler. No, Dolph Ziggler is Ryan Nemeth over in AEW. <laughs> I'm just saying, like as a like a as a performer, because he can he he sells pretty good. He does what he needs to do in the ring, right? But he's also he's very good on the mic too. They turn him, if they turn him into a like a, a shit heel, as I call him, he could be like a a piper, like with the pit and everything. I got two more, or well, two more men, two more women, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh Alexa Bliss. Giggity. Um, she looks good for being pregnant. And she's she's my height, so immediately giggity. And then uh, Rhea Ripley, modern day China. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Mommy, she's what China should have been. Oh, absolutely. Triple H not done China dirty. Okay. I don't think it was just trips. I think it was Vince as well. Awesome. <laughs> and then we'll go with uh, Cody Rhodes. Wow. Modern day Bret Hart in WWE. And we'll end the show. On possibly one of the old, most over people in wrestling, L. A. Knight. Yeah. 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 L. A. Knight. Yeah. His spot. I'm telling you, his spot where he came out with the map. Oh God. That was genius. If you I didn't see. like him after that, what is wrong with you? I seen a video on TikTok of Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock coming out and doing the, do the, do the Dragon Ball Fusion. And, and then it's LA Night. LA Night. Yes. <laughs> it <was> great. <laughs> I watched that last night as I was going to bed. That was hilarious. Uh, it, that is a great like analysis on him. He is. He's he's like the perfect mixture of The Rock and Stone Cold. And for Kevin Nash to try to sit there and bury him for that, it's ridiculous. It well, is. It's, it's his confidence. It's a swagger. And that's what we need. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And that's how he talks, by the way. Like, that's his voice. Like, yeah. he's not doing a voice during that. Like, that's uh-huh. him talking. It's not like Carl Anderson or AJ Styles trying to, you know, do the Stone Cold. He's yeah. just, that's just how he is. He's been that way. He was that way in TNA. He was great. Eli Drake was one of the only reasons I was watching TNA at that period. Dummy, yeah. That and then Here's the broken, um, 
the Broken Universe was on there, so I was like, oh. And then when they crossed paths, I was like, fuck yeah. Here's a map yeah. to take you to the location of where you can take all those all those prime bottles and shove them straight up your ass. So with that, we'll put a wrap on this episode of Beyond the Mat. Uh, thank you guys for uh, hanging out with me for an hour. It was amazing. It was a lot of fun. Um, we'll book you guys for season two where we will be bringing you guys on to talk about well, we might have to do separate separate uh, shows, one for Josh and one for Cody. And we'll go ahead and uh, talk about your favorite. We'll spend an hour just talking about your favorite wrestler. Oh. Um, and uh, we'll go through their career in whatever high spots you guys want to talk about. So, again, thank you guys for coming on. Thanks for everyone who has watched, did watch, or will watch. Stay tuned. August 4th is my episode, hosted by Haley, everyone's favorite Brit, because she went over like Rover for whatever reason. And thank you guys again. And uh, I'm sure you guys will. And, hey, I, I, I think you got something to tell everyone? Yes, two things. One. Tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over on the Panda Wrestling Company. Catch me over and on Poster. And we'll also be on YouTube on Free Talk on Wrestling YouTube. as well. Yes, yes, yes. For Free Talk Wrestling. And also, don't forget that every day you should be ready to... Okay! Suck it!